The following talk cast was recorded live for your audio pleasure. Computer status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Please hold for the doctor. The doctor will be right with you. few of my favorite things because live from area 51 from the systems management procurement center the hard rock hotel and casino where the flybys occur welcome to another edition of sci-fi saturday night i am the dome and it's a pleasure having you all with us tonight joining us for tonight's talk cast from the alton bright alston brighton hellmouth outside of boston welcome kriana greetings and from the Four Color Vault of Comics, we're missing the dead redhead, but we're stuck with the Illustrator X. Ah, Dome, you'll be a hard luck woman, baby, till you find your man. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and from her kryptonite, uh, Drew. Hello, hello. It would be kryptonite, wouldn't it? My uh, kryptonite. Uh-oh. Mind? Joining us tonight, we've got a, we've got a bevy of guests, a... A veritable bevy of guests again tonight. Jan Schroeder will be uh, joining us in a minute to talk about uh, the first phase of our uh, Spider Robinson and Jeannie Robinson auction. Uh, joining us a little later on in the first half hour will be Chris Prue from Double Midnight Comics and Granite State Comic Con to talk about Granite Con coming up next weekend in our second half hour, Ed and Adrian Ludvigson talking about the internet sensation what happened to sarah.com before we go any further somebody has a birthday Not another topic the preparations for your birthday have begun they won't get what i really want no one does happy birthday Mr. Smithers. <laughs> Would it be the oldest member of our cast? <laughs> <laughs> that one has enough birthdays, thank you. Yes, it would be. Illustrator X on Tuesday will we'll be able to apply for AARP benefit. So he's a senior citizen. Oh. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be entering my fourth decade on Tuesday, and uh, double midnight certificates are acceptable as gifts. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they need the perfect gift. Uh, you know, somebody said, we've got issues, and I think they meant <laughs> When I think of people who have issues... <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, X, happy birthday, my friend. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Enjoying the last few uh, fleeting moments of youth here with all of you. <laughs> oh, Welcome. don't kid yourself. Those fled a long time ago. Oh, believe me. They'll, <laughs> they're seared in my memory now. Uh, but you know what? Let's talk about the auction. Hey, let's bring in Jan Schroeder. Hi, Jan. Hi, how are you tonight? We are awesome. How are you doing? Magnificent. Well, the first phase of the auction just closed. Just this minute, and I'm very pleased to announce that the total so far is $603.30. Wow. Excellent. That is awesome. Now I that's... bet we raised more than a pack of Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, if, if you're uh, for some reason missed our, our public appearances hyping the hell out of this all over the internet the last few months, uh, this was an auction for Gene Robinson, author Spider Robinson's wife, who we've been um, doing an auction to raise money for her to help pay for her medical bills. And uh, Jan, this is, this is actually an ongoing auction, correct? We still have plenty of other items to sell. Yes, we've got, uh, I believe, 17 or 18 items that are still going to go back and go up for auction probably within the next couple of days. Awesome. Amazing. That is amazing. And I got to tell you, my favorite item, by, you know, we have some amazing jam sketches from a number of artists like Mike Mignola, Eric Powell, and so forth. But the one item that had always caught my eye was that Doctor Who poster. Oh, man. What that, did that wrap up? everyone's eye, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely the most fought after because it closed at $400 even. Oh, my. Wow. Good gravy. That's amazing. <laughs> and and that... what did it start at? Just curious. Um. Let me take a look. I think it was like five $50. cents and a kick in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> the starting price was fifty nine ninety five. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. We're so and cool. there were eight bids, so we had some very determined people here. I guess so. <laughs> well, for those of you who. Um, missed out this time around again we have plenty of other items that we are going to be uh, uh putting back up for bid soon so uh keep an eye on the sci-fi saturday night website people you will have your chance to bid again you will and as soon as we get the the second auction up we will post it on our website we'll be talking about it at granite con next weekend and on our Facebook page. And on our Twitter posts. Yes. Thank you to everyone who bid. You know, again, this isn't just uh, bidding on artwork. This is making a charitable donation, and we really do appreciate everything you've done for us. So thank you, one and all, to all the bidders. And, and Jen, and Jeannie, I... and, Jeannie and Spider definitely appreciate this, too, from both all of you who went out and got this fabulous stuff and also for the bidders. But Jan, I can't thank you enough for putting this all together with us, for helping us out, for for doing all that you've done for Spider and Jeannie, and and for doing all that you've done for us to help us make this work. Thank you so much. Well, if there's one thing I've learned uh, doing these auctions and everything is that there are an incredible number of really lovely people out there. Uh, you know, all of the people who donated their art uh, here, you guys who went out and beat the bushes and, and you know, got people to donate. It's, it's just really astounding how wonderful people can be when somebody's in trouble like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <sighs> Happy to do it. And we'll be back in touch with you in the next couple of days and getting that second segment of the auction up and running, uh, hopefully by the middle of the week, and hopefully doing as well with the second half as we did with the first half. Excellent. Excellent. Now, you said you'd be hyping this at something called, what was that again? Granite State Comic Con? Granite State Comic Con, which Never is happening. Never heard of it. Granite we'll, Con uh, for short, I believe. Yeah, what well, is this strange thing? <laughs> well, in order to figure out what, in fact, that is, why don't we bring in the guy who runs Granite Con, Chris Prue? Bum, bum, bum. Hey, Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing really, really well. Granite Con is going to be May 23rd at the Manchester Radisson Center of New Hampshire, 700 Elm Street, from 10 to 4 p.m. It is $7.00. For adults, kids under 10 are free. And if you're under 10 and can look at somebody wearing a Star Wars uniform and go, I know all your moves, (laughs) it's always best. Mm -hmm. Best day of my life. Can you show me your moves? I'll show you mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So, Chris, what's going on with Granite Con? 
Uh, well, uh, this is our uh, big our big annual. We run a couple of shows a year, uh, but this is uh, our big annual show that we do uh, in Manchester. It's the, the one we started with, and uh, that's when we usually get uh, a bunch of dealers from all over New England. We've got actually a couple of dealers coming up from New Jersey, and actually there's a, a dealer coming up from Colorado that's coming out to just shop like stores in the area and stop and buy Granicon. And nice. um, you know, we we get a bunch of artists in our artist alley, and um, we bring in a bunch of guests. And we have all kinds of uh, events going on during the day, from uh, video game and tabletop gaming tournaments to uh, costume contests, uh, silent auction, uh, panels, yeah, you name it. We pack a lot into a one-day show. So we've got a number of panels that are going on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, wow, we're starting early, too. First mm -hmm. panel starts at 10.30 in the morning. Yeah, we uh, you know we had a good response. Uh, we actually you know had a, a few more um, uh, people pitch the ideas to us that you know we could only fit so many into, into the day, so we, you know we didn't want to pack it too close together. But you know we had to get it started. Um, but the, um, the Star Wars Five Hundred First New England Garrison, uh, they had a uh, documentary that they did on how they built their large props like the land speeders and their dewbacks and the Jabba the Hutt. So we're going to kind of screen that at the beginning of the day. And uh, following that, there's the uh, the Browncoats uh, Redemption panel, which you, I think you guys know about that, right? Well, yeah, yeah, we've kind of heard about that. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Doherty's going to be on the show next Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, geez, I think we'll probably be talking about Granicon then, too. Yeah, cool. Very good. <laughs> and then How to Survive the Strange. Mm -hmm. What's yeah, that that's a that's a kind of like a we, we, it's a zombie theme uh, panel where there's um, a, a recent uh, graphic novel anthology called Zombie Bomb um, that's kind of locally produced but it's got folks from all over the place um, just hit hit uh, last month I think at the Boston Comic Con uh, so we've got the uh, art directors from that they're going to be there and then we've got the uh, the creators of How to Survive the Strange which is a new um, web series that's produced here in New Hampshire. Um, and the creators of that are going to be there. It's, uh, I think the first episode is going to hit tomorrow, so uh, check it out. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I had that one. It's going to be, I guess. Hmm? Can we, can, where can we find that episode? Uh, like I'll, I'll look up the website. It's uh, They've got a Facebook on how to survive the strange. Um, but it's like, they said it's kind of like a, this old house meets ghost hunters and, you know, <laughs> all kinds awesome. of weird stuff. Yeah. And the first one deals with zombies, so I knew, I knew, I know John, who's, one of the creators, and I said, hey, come sit on the zombie panel. So, Cool. Zombies, zombies of the Rage. Now, who are some <laughs> of the, the guest artists that are going to be there? Uh, guest artists. Uh, we have uh, Tim Seeley, who is the creator of Hackslash, uh, which is moving over to Image Comics. Uh, it's got a pretty good cult following, and I think it's going to explode when it hits Image uh, this year. But he's also the artist on uh, Wildstorm's uh, Wildcats uh, series. Uh, there's uh, Craig Russo, who does a lot of the uh, Marvel Adventures books. Um, he did uh, the Iron Man uh, book for free comic book the day this year. He's done uh, Spider-Man loves Mary, uh, Mary Jane loves Spider-Man. Um, we've got uh, Cliff Rathborn, who uh, does the um, the uh, the coloring, I guess you could say, for uh, The Walking Dead. He uh, does all the gray tones and the colors and the covers, and he also is the anchor on um, Invincible. Um, Koi Pham, who is the artist for the Mighty Avengers. We've got uh, Becky Cloonan, uh, the artist on uh, Vertigo's demo series. Uh, Charles Powell Wilson III, who is uh, the artist of uh, a small book called The Stuff of Legend um, by Third World Studios. Um, it's a great book. It just came out in uh, trade paperback. It, it looks amazing. Uh, we've got a few others, too. It's, we've got a quite... Our, uh, Artist Alley is quite packed this year. We've got uh, Chris Moreno, who did uh, Toy, Story, Toy Story comic for Boom Studios. So it worked out good oh, wow. with the new movie coming out. So, yeah. So this is definitely Erica. a family uh, a family friendly con. Yeah, you know, we, we get a lot of kids that come in um, because of, like, the 501st um, and all around base, all the Star Wars guys. So, um, you know, we try to keep it, you know, keep it uh, accessible to families. So. So how how big is it going to be this year? In the previous years, it's been just you know the one room and then the one gaming room. Is it bigger this year? 
Yeah, we moved we moved into the armory space, which is like a nice like brick lined wall uh, spot. Um, and so we're gonna have all of our gaming and uh, all the dealers and the artists and a lot of the um, a lot of the shenanigans shen- going on in there. And then upstairs is where all the panels are gonna be. Uh, so we've got two rooms basically for all the uh, the activities. Okay, so let's just walk through. At 10:30 we have the Star Wars 501st documentary. Yep. At 11.30, Zombies, Zombies, yep. uh, Zombie Bomb, I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. At 12.30, Brown Coach Redemption. Yep. And at 3 o'clock, Question the Unknown with the Granite State Skeptics. Yes, yes. It should be quite interesting. I was going to say, we've got some really odd stuff going on here, some very different things. Yeah, we, we were. You know, this is the first we've uh, we've done some kind of like panel workshoppy type stuff before, but this year we decided to, you know, get an extra room and see if we could do it up and try some different things and see what works. And you know, we're looking for feedback from people to see what they like. So. Uh, and know. then there's a costume contest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There is. Uh, we uh, every year we have some costuming going on. Um, you know, if you come in costume, you get them for free. Um, so that's a bonus right there. And then we've got uh, some judges that are going to be judging costumes. Uh, that's the uh, Human Sushi Cosplay Group. Uh, they just won some awards down at uh, Anime Boston. Um, so if you come in costume, you got a chance to win some prizes. Uh, I you know, think you won't I be alone. those girls. Now, does mm-hmm. it have to be a sci-fi costume? Because I think at Nashville we saw a guy dressed like a banana. Um, <laughs> your, odds of, your odds of winning uh, are better if you're in a sci-fi comic <laughs> type costume uh, as opposed to just a banana. <laughs> and She's not joking though. No, 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 there was a guy dressed like a banana. He was dancing around with the uh, Ghostbusters. It was, yeah, it was one of the oddest things I've ever seen. Hey, at least she wasn't wearing pajamas, okay? It was like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. I just figured we could win if we did the whole Fruit of the Loom theme. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. so it's going to be a good time. So we're, we're pretty psyched for it. Um, like I said, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on that day. Um, you know, a lot of the artists will be, you know, doing sketches. And you know, uh, we've got a free, um, a free um, print that we're doing at the door. So, like, the first 150 people that show up uh, will get a uh, War Machine and Iron Man uh, print done by our friend uh, Sarah Richard. Oh, very cool. Wow. Yeah. So... I, I hear you're having this uppity podcast sci-fi Saturday night there as well. Uh, yeah, they, they wheel their way in, so. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, I'd be uh, careful of them if I were you, Yeah, honestly. Yeah. They're, wow. they're a little dangerous. Talk about box office poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those, those guys will be there. And, uh, yeah, so, so, so tell us a little bit more different. about this uh, silent auction. Uh, silent auction uh, we're doing this year for the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation of uh, New Hampshire and we've got um, a bunch of signed comics we've got uh, some original artwork that's going to go in there and then the night before the show we're getting together with a bunch of the guests and all the artists in the artist alley and we're doing a, a drink and draw so as you can imagine you know it's going to be all kinds of stuff and it's going to get silly and um, you know, there's, uh, the original artwork that's going to be produced there is going to be part of the auction Seeking an original piece of art. Um, so we get stuff, but stuff uh, signed by like Mike Manila and Jim Lee, um, you know, some of our past guests, and uh, you know, some really cool oh, stuff. Oh. A chance to support the Make a Wish Foundation. Wow. They're almost as cool as we are. <laughs> oh, oh, you have charity artwork from Mike Mignola too? Oh, well, that's <laughs> No, I didn't get any Mike Mignola artwork. I got him to sign. Oh. Stuff, so. See, that's why no, almost is cool. We weren't that lucky. Oh, I suppose that's why we have to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know what, Chris? I, here's what you need to do. You need to employ more women. Yeah. Well, that's why you have Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Okay. You have all the women here. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Us frauds are a good draw. When, when, you go, when you go to ask people for things, there are certain assets that right now all of your employees are currently lacking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rusty's well, that... thing. It's natural, but, you know. That being said, moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward, we have 60 items to discuss in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> In the gaming room, you're going to have a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament that starts yep. at 10 o'clock. 
Yep. Are you? Are, is the magic uh, tournament happening? Uh, it should be. Yep. Yep. There's magic. There's Naruto. Uh, those, those are all going on simultaneously. So there's going to be a lot of activity, like right out the gate, as soon as we get uh, you know the show open running. So. And you guys have some video game tournaments as well. Yep. There's um, let's see. There's Call of Duty. There's uh, the Street Fighter Four. There's. Uh, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, what else we got there? I think those are the three there. So, uh, and and there's going to be an awful lot of Pat. Can I get a ruling on this? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Pat's you know Pat's going to be running around all over the place. So we'll try to keep that all together. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to need a lot of rulings. Pat, that day. If, if you're out there. Is, is there a prize for 10th place? <laughs> yeah. I, I know you said there wasn't, but I thought you might have changed your mind. Just in case. I mean, there's only 10 people now. <laughs> yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we had an amusing interaction with With, with Pat, Pat and, and a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. yeah. Sounds weird. Yeah. And it, it was, was weird. It... <laughs> and it was as weird as it sounded. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <Moving on. laughs> we felt a little sorry for him. Yeah. Pat, that is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Pat is, Pat is our, our right-hand guy at the show, so he's, he's all excited. It's like Christmas for him. Aww. Mm-hmm. can just see his little eyes light up. Yeah. <laughs> he, won't be, he won't be able to sleep at night, so. <laughs> all right. Oh, moving. Well, Chris, we, yeah. are, we are very excited to be seeing you next weekend. Well, at least most of us are excited to be seeing you next weekend. Yeah, you're you're not going to be there. No, no, no. I got to go to a christening in New York. I hate when that happens. But, uh... Don't worry, when, you know, I'm taking part in this this holy ceremony that will affect this child's life, and I'll just be thinking of comic books and... (laughs) Gaming and and wishing. How is that new yeah. from any other time? And uh, yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, hey Chris, can we have you uh, back on again next week for five minutes or so? Just talk yeah. about anything. Take you know, take a break from the drink and draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can probably, breaking probably. stuff going on. Yeah, I can probably put my beer down for a few minutes and. Awesome. You have to put your so. beer down. God knows I don't. No, mm, not yeah, of okay. us. No, okay. <laughs> so I, I just want to mention while we're talking about next week's show, um, yeah. our plan for next week's show. If you think this week is chaotic, wait till next week because here's what's going to happen. Here at the Alston Brighton Hellmouth, we're not going to be at the Alston Brighton Hellmouth. We're going to be in Canton. Oh my God! Next week, I will be <laughs> broadcasting directly from Canton. That would be Janestown. <laughs> and I will have a whole host of brown coats not only in house but also skyping in from the shindig in concord oh lord and they will all be joining me and mike doherty on the show and we will have to sing a rousing song yes we will i wonder which one and then sunday morning they're all gonna be at granite con we'll all be trundling up to granite con looking Mm -hmm. green (laughs) From oh, all the I, can, I can just see Saturday next week's show. Hi, I'm the Dome, and I'm Augustus Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nathan Fillion's illegitimate son. <laughs> uh, I knew he was that old. Oh, anyways, Chris, thank you very much, <laughs> guys. Nope. We have eight minutes to talk about two hundred items. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. All right, thank Hi, you, guys. Chris. All right, we'll catch you later. All righty, bye-bye. All righty, uh, let's start off with depressing television news. He gets a second season. Flash Forward gets the trash can. No! And unsurprisingly, Heroes is dead. Wait, what about about that other one with Chai McBride? Oh, Human Heart. Oh! (gasps) Did it really? Because I kind of liked it. Ooh. Wow! What are you must, talking about? Which show? Oh, uh, Human Target. I, I get Human Target and Flash Forward mixed up, actually. Same difference. Yeah. No, no, so not the same. <laughs> so, so wait, wait. Did any of you guys read the original Human Target? 
Yeah, the comic books were great. So, so was Guerrero a real character? No. Oh. Because yeah. he's my favorite character, and I thought he would render very well in comic books, but... I oh, see. listen, if, if you really, really want to see the bad effect of comic books, you know how, you know, when you're growing up and your parents say to you, those comic books are bad for you. Well, I have the website that, that proves it. It's called Hot Nerds Reading Comic Books, and I will post it on the website. <laughs> it's http hotnerdsreadingcomicbooks.tumblr.com, and it is possibly the funniest website I have ever seen in my life. I'm not really sure, you know, how hot everybody on the site is. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I have a little bit higher standards, and yeah, that, yeah, not, not impressive. <laughs> Didn't you give that one there a 20 and, and get change back? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> string. Careful. I like this website. I think it's about time somebody did this. I'm not sure if that's a man or a woman. <laughs> oh, it's time to ride. Oh, the website's doing <laughs> Well, Drew, generally if there are dangly bits, it's man. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's still hard to tell. <laughs> Hey, NBC has three new sci-fi shows for next season, and God help us. Well, we'll see. What do we got? We've got The Event with Jason Ritter and Sarah Romer. I have no idea what it's about. I'm going to go ahead I think and it's say, about an event. Yeah. There you go. Anytime they're describing a noun, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Event... <laughs> is an emotional, high-octane conspiracy thriller that follows an everyman who investigates the mysterious disappearance of his fiancée, Sarah Romer. In any way. Oh, my boring. God. What happened to Sarah is going to sue them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, continue. On the other hand, The Cape with Summer Glau, which has Ooh. been... Cancelled and resurrected twice already. Uh, an honest cop on a corrupt police force finds himself framed for murders and presumed dead, forced into hiding. Fueled by a desire to reunite with his family and battle criminal forces, he becomes the Cape, his son's favorite comic book hero. Oh, that's kind of awesome sounding. It doesn't and sound with bad. Glau, like, and with Summer Glau. Yeah, she's always hot, but. Definitely. Definitely. And I can tell if she's a woman. Well, okay. yeah, I would hope so. There you go. Um, my favorite is one that's on ABC. No Ordinary Family, starring Michael Chiklis, who was The Thing, and Julie Benz. Oh, she was on Buffy. Yes, she was. The Powell's your everyday average American family until their plane crashes in the Amazon jungle. Ooh. I don't know. That one sounds kind of lame, and I'm not sure how then, it's science fiction. Then they were eaten playing, by ants. The ants. Sounds playing a badass vampire, because it's not, you know. Except for in the rainforest instead of an island. Right. Well, no, it's the, it's that they, they're stuck in the rainforest, and all of a sudden they begin to develop superpowers. Oh, okay. Like everyone who goes into the rainforest. Clearly. That's what happened to me. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening, and then I said, must be the rainforest. You're like, this isn't Vermont. <laughs> okay, here's, here's, here's the stupidest one I've heard yet on Fox. Terra Nova. Okay? It has been greenlit for 13 episodes. No cast. Ter Wait, it's on Fox, you said? Exactly. So it's a Joss Whedon production? A Steven Spielberg production. Oh, Lights and Wind Machines. So the summary is... Uh, I just said, Lights and Wind Machines. Of, a large group of settlers preparing to leave the apocalyptic world they live in to time travel back millions of years via a high-tech contraption. The goal is to see the Garden of Eden. What they find is unlike what they expected. Wow, that does sound sad. <laughs> and why does it take place in 2140? That's such a random no. date. 2149. You'd think they would have learned from novels like, you know, 1984 not to set things quite so close. 
I know. 2140 is not that far away, guys. Well, hell, look at Blade Runner. That's coming up soon, too. I know. What about Death Race 2000? (laughs) Thanks. What about Cherry 2000? Oh, my God. Don't. Please don't do that. The CW has two science fiction shows. Can they really be called science fiction shows, or can we just call them puppy dog vampire shows? Twilight. Let's call them Twilight. Neither one is a vampire show. Uh, well, no. (laughs) Be twist. (laughs) This one is great. Spit it out, Bob. An adaptation of a young adult novel series about kids who go to a rave and discover they are really magical creatures known as changelings. That means you're tripping. (laughs) You're at a rave and you find out you have powers. I'm not buying that for a second. Yeah, that... Wow. At a rave. I feel like if you're at a rave and you find out you have powers, you don't have them when you wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. In the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. And the other one is Nikita. No cast. Wait, are they doing La Femme Nikita again? It is a a actually a pathetic spin-off of La Femme Nikita. Ouch. Which was a pathetic spin-off of the original film, which was a pathetic spin-off of the French film, which was much the, probably the only good version. Well, yeah, Point of No Return blue, but Le, the original French one was good. La Femme Nikita was just amazing. Yes. So, I mean, you know, CW is sitting here and they've greenlit 13 episodes of two shows with no cast and essentially a paragraph. I'm going to watch Betwixt. I will watch it. Oh, well, yeah, I, I want to watch that rave one. That, that's that the one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it. We'll see how it goes. Can't I feel like it's going to be like Vampire High. Demons. Did anyone else see that? Demons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boring. I thought it was entertaining, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's Dollhouse. Like, it, it's not like, holy crap, but it's like, yeah, you know, if I had an hour to kill, okay, I could watch that. Hey wow. guys, you're, you're the chosen one. You kill demons. Wow, I've heard of this. Yes, we've been there before, haven't we? We have indeed. <clears throat> I have an idea. How about a season eight of Buffy? Hey, Just a he thought. was deep. His dad like did stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was he at one of those raves? <laughs> Maybe uh, I don't know. Where he, where he found out he was a magical creature. <laughs> what kind of creature? Are you like half goat? Hey. Are you a mermaid? Before we get before we do the trivia question, I do want to give a shout out. Author and former guest of the show, Andrew S. Leiter, right now needs artists to help complete his series, The Chameleon Chronicles. We've got a link up on our website, and anyone who any of our artistic uh, listeners out there looking to put something on the resume, please uh, check out chameleonchronicles.com. Uh, I wanna I wanna just kind of bring us and ground us just a little bit before we go into trivia. Um, Frank Frazetta died this week. Yes, he did. For those of you who don't know who Frank Frazetta is, shame on you. Go, go look into your parents' album collection. Look for Molly Hatchet. (laughs) You will see Frank Frazetta staring back at you. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. No, he was definitely, I think the best obit I read this week for Frazetta was that his last name is almost, it's become a description unto itself. It really has. You're absolutely right. Frazetta style is an accepted term. You, You say Frazetta, people know what you're talking about. He was one of the most important artists of the 20th century. His artwork influenced Spielberg, influenced George Lucas, influenced anyone who made a movie that you saw. In Jim Henson, go ahead, get the laughs out. <laughs> it's all right. In all seriousness, he's a hell of an artist, and what blows my mind, if you ever watched the documentary on him that came out a few years ago, they talk about, it's like, 
Oh yeah, so I had a stroke and I couldn't draw anymore with because my right arm was useless. Yeah. So I taught myself to draw with my left hand, and yeah. it was exactly the same. Wow. I can't even operate the can opener with my left hand. I can't. You can't even do it with your right hand. Huh? <laughs> 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 Let me put my teeth in. No, that's my hearing. What? <laughs> you heard the rave and you got some power. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's betwixt. Uh, betwixt oh myself. My goodness, Man. If you have a question, bring us to the bridge. That one, want, that one is good forever. I want to know what kind of powers we're talking about. I, Do you I'm, think, is it based on the white wolf changeling? Is it like the power to vomit? Like changeling the dreaming, the role-playing game? Because that was actually kind of cool, but there were no raves. I don't think They're so. hoping it has the twilight powers of robbing 14-year-old girls of their money and their minds. I doubt it. If it if In it that is. order. And adversely affecting their moms Do as well. 13-year-old girls know what raves are? Yeah. Is it going to be a dance party with juice? <laughs> and funny lights. And okay, single guys. ladies. <laughs> and these uh, cute little candies. I should have brought another bottle for this episode. <laughs> we're, we're, we're past the halfway point. It's time to get to the trivia question. The trivia question for tonight is, what incredibly famous science fiction director will be directing this week's episode of Glee? Jacques Vallée. Very oh. close. Oh. I was going to say Francois Truffaut, and I was wrong. The winner will get Kabuki Dreams by David Mack. An unbelievably beautiful graphic novel. But guess yes. who's on Glee this week? NPHFTW. Damn Skippy. <laughs> and he sings beautifully. I, I saw on the previews that him and Schuster have a duet, and it, it brought tears to my eyes, the 30 seconds that they showed of it. He is an amazing tenor. It was scary. I got scared, and then I went to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? what? I, I can't begin. You got lost on the way back and crashed in the rainforest. <laughs> you got superpowers. And, and you woke up in the hospital. With the entire run of Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow, should I should I should I actually let you say Smallville? Did that get canceled yet? No. No, it got renewed. Why? <laughs> Why? I thought that show got canceled like twelve years ago. I know. Who knew it was still on the air? <laughs> Who's still watching it? Who's that one person? The Twilight fans. X, stop it for all of our sakes. Stop <laughs> watching it. So who are our guests this week? <laughs> Um, I could bring them in. Please Shall do. I? Don't leave. Yeah. Them. Why? Oh, why don't we bring them in? I hear the ring. Nobody else does. <laughs> hi, Ed. Hello. And Adrian. Yes. Hi. Hello. How are welcome, you? Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Our those lo- those long-time listeners will remember Ed Ludwigsen was also on the show uh, last year to plug uh, Skullduggery at witchesversusvampires.com, and now you've got a brand-new project. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. What happened to Sarah.com? I have been waiting all week to ask you this question. Okay. What happened to Sarah? Uh, <laughs> come on, I was going to say Wow. <laughs> uh, Okay, Ed, I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, but, (laughs) can't, you know, can't really reveal that just, I mean, that's the big reveal, right? We can't just let that out of the bag. Oh, you're so coy. Come on. There's only nine million listeners here. (laughs) (laughs) And by nine million, you mean three. And who are they going to (laughs) tell? They'll tell, they'll tell the fourth and the fifth. You're, t- you're talking quality. I'm talking quantity. I mean, come on. Well, what is what happened to Sarah.com? Um, well, what it is, I mean, that's sort of well, what happened to Sarah that's kind of, I think, become just 
or in an organic way become kind of the name that the, that the project is known by for um, you know for the for the community of people that are following it and that are familiar with it. Uh, what, what it essentially is is a hybrid of a web series and uh, but also very but also largely an alternate reality game. And for anybody who you know, if you're not familiar with what an alternate reality game is, um, it's essentially primarily an online thing, and um, it's using. Think of it as think of it as a role-playing game in a way, but trying to, um, I guess, kind of break that boundary between fantasy and reality, and um, using websites, message boards. Um, sometimes often a lot of offline components into creating a storyline that really unfolds that unfolds mostly through player interaction that's that's kind of a the roundabout way of explaining it but i but i tend to think at this point just given kind of like how there have been a lot of really big ones out there you know usually associated with marketing and promotion like you know there was one with the dark knight and there was a really big one with lost Um, i think at this point probably most people are fairly familiar with what that is I got to tell you, though, I mean, it's really great to see something like this. I mean, myself, I'm not familiar with this sort of uh, viral marketing thing. So for me, it was a treat to see this thing where it's like we pan over a dresser. We see this woman's business card. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's a real website. And then I go to it afterwards. And yes, it is. (laughs) And there's this company and there's this whole ad campaign with this company. And then we we hear about this college. And I, I see I do a search on Thelma College. And there is the college, and I'm starting to wonder, is this real or not? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. Right. One of the mantras, and I mean, I'm by no, I mean, we're by no means um, experts or inventors of the, of the medium of alternate reality gaming. And, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a community of people that have been doing this since probably the late 90s and early 2000s. So it's like, you know, like a five to 10 year old storytelling medium. And there's a handful of people that really pioneered it and really kind of built this concept from the, from the ground up. And um, so, I mean, those are, those are really like, you know, that's the urtext of, of this kind of storytelling. Um, But what I think is what I think one of our goals with doing this, and, and it's kind of one of the reasons that it's a hybrid, and that there's the there's obviously you know a big cinematic component to it, and there's the web series. Um, if we wanted to try to do something where it was taking that medium, that storytelling medium of alternate reality gaming, but also making it, I guess, for lack of a better word, maybe a little bit more accessible to a broader audience, so that. We're not only reaching. We're not only telling a story in maybe a little bit of a different way, but also able to reach people who just who, like you said, aren't really familiar with the medium and and just might be able to get into it from a different from a different angle. So, what in the interest of, thought- of hooking in some listeners, um, can you give us a little bit of the flavor of the story so far? Sure. Um, we're about right. You know, right now we're about probably about sixty percent. If kind of if you were going to think of it as like a, a linear narrative, probably about a little more than halfway through the story. Um, just given the nature of production schedules, we had to take a, we had to sort of impose a little bit of an intermission, um, just because some of the stuff that we're trying to do is is really on on, on an out of pocket shoestring budget is is pretty ambitious from a production standpoint. So it's required a little bit more time to accomplish some of the some of the kind of third and fourth act things that we wanted to do but what's happening so far um and i'm just you know kind of assume that those who are listening really have not haven't seen anything from this whatsoever what's happened so far is we begin with a short uh, about like a three minute film in which we're following a young woman who ultimately comes in contact with a strange object and she ultimately disappears and that's kind of that's the rabbit hole into the whole experience is what her name is sarah so hence what happened to sarah um there are some clues within the video that prompt the viewers to explore a couple of uh, other websites, and one of them is what you what you find out. Um, one of them is an is an accounting company that Sarah worked for, and there are some strange things happening there. Um, another one is a fictitious educational institution called Philema College. And um, which you find that out pretty quickly, as Sarah in the video is wearing a Thalema College shirt. Um, 
and there's some, you know, even the even the most casual acquaintance with all things Crowley and magic, you find out pretty quick that there's some strange Crowley-esque things happening over at Thalema College. And, um, and as you explore these sites, you just begin to uncover some other things. Um, there's some Facebook and Twitter stuff happening. There's a lot of hidden links within the websites, um, a lot of sort of like small puzzles that unlock other visual clues are there are other there's a whole set of other videos that um, are just kind of this really slow little trail to slowly acquainting the audience with who these characters are and what's the nature of the universe in which the story is taking place oh that sounds really interesting so well, is, I, is there a like discussion forum or a group where if someone wanted to catch up and start playing along they could go yeah, the most complete thing I've seen, um, I haven't really been following it just because um, I haven't wanted, we haven't really wanted outside opinions to, to affect where we're going with things too much. Um, but un, unfiction.com is, I think, the uh, probably the biggest and most widely used uh, community for people involved in alternate reality games. And there's a big thread on it there. Um, and I mean, just to just to give you a just to give you a taste of just really how amazing that community is, and just how good they are at figuring this stuff out. I think when we went live, we went live with the whole project on March fifteenth around eight a.m. By eleven a by eleven a.m. about three hours later, there were several pages into a thread. They had found absolutely everything <laughs> we had we had done so far and dissected it and and had a really clear, succinct write up as exactly what was going on. It was really far out. So you know, are, are you one tweaking? of the things sorry, go one ahead, of the don't. things that I saw that I was really, really impressed with was the cinematic nature of it. Thank you very much. I put a lot of work into that. <laughs> it shows. It, it really does show. I mean, there's there's a lot of texture to what it is you're shooting. Uh, the 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 choice of of the cameras and the way that they're moving, and the way that you're setting up these shots to uh, show more than you would normally want to see. You know, to give you those little extra hints along the way. It's all very 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 well done. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. That was the objective. Right. <laughs> okay, you hit that one on the head. Thank nice. you. Yeah. Good. So, Ed, did you find yourself tweaking the difficulty at all since the first uh, portion was solved so early? Um, to a degree, I think you know one of the things. One of the things about this is you know, and again, we point out that this is largely. You know, I think it's important to point out this is largely kind of an experiment for us. Um, and I think this is this also kind of segues into how this project came about. Was that um, the way this all came about? There are three three factors in it. First of which being um, that uh, about a year and a half ago, I was actually um, my my actual my job my actual job is uh, you know I'm like a, essentially kind of a creative director, uh, art director, designer, like really kind of a, a jack of all trades within the creative world for marketing and advertising. And about a year and a half ago, the creative shop that I was working for, we were invited to take part in a pitch um, to come up with concepts for for an alternate reality game that was going to be part of the promotional campaign for. Um, what seemed to be at the time a major, like a tentpole release for uh, for w- one of the major major movie studios. Um, the shop I was wor- the creative shop I was working for, was really small. Um, I was really the only one there who was familiar with this, with familiar with the medium. So I kind of hijacked the project and took it over and decided to make it my own. And I spent it was I don't know, it was probably the most fun I'd ever had. I spent about two weeks writing this huge treatment for a really really expansive alternate reality game, and um, and we pitched it to the studio. It looked like things were going to go, but for whatever you know, just things kind of happened and ultimately didn't move forward. But what I took. Away away from that was it was just such an interesting experience and i felt like you know this is something we could really pursue as 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 adrian and i were beginning to put into motion 
um, what we wanted to have in terms of our own entertainment company or our own production company or whatever that company was going to be, here was something that didn't seem like ha- it didn't seem like it had a really huge presence out there right now, and and that's it's sort of true and not true i mean there's a handful there's a handful of creative companies who do this and who are also really the ones who've kind of pioneered the storytelling medium um but again there was what we were really interested in doing is how do you bring this to a larger audience how do you make it really accessible um not accessible in like a dumbing down kind of way but how do you how do you use this to bridge a gap between different types of storytelling. And to me, this is really kind of where experimental filmmaking is at right now. Um, so the, you know, the other ways and reasons this came about was just because of the idea for the story itself. And then finally, because, you know, filmmaking is really expensive and it's, it's really, <laughs> it's really hard to get the support and money for it. We didn't have anybody knocking down our door with, to give us two hundred million dollars to make our store Star Wars, so right. If you don't have, if you don't have the connections um, to any kind of financing, you know, you kind of got to figure out how to do it on your own. So our solution for this project was, well, instead of just going out and making a film or making a web series, and um, you know, spending the next couple of years trying to hunt down a lot of money to do it, what if we combine our collective skills and pursue something different in terms of the medium altogether? So we can have something that's kind of a hybrid, something that is part filmmaking, but also part web design, part marketing apparatus, and just kind of stir the pot a little bit in terms of the medium and and just see what happens. And therefore, you know, we can still have an audience and the audience can appreciate it without us waiting for someone to finance it and then be able to have people you know, enjoy the experience with us. Exactly. So basically, Crown, to answer your question, that was kind of, I was trying to give a little backstory so it just sort of makes a little bit more sense. This was, this is still, it still is um, largely an experiment for us. So I think those first couple days were really interesting when we launched. You know, I was paying attention to what, what people were talking about on Unfiction and um, in a few other places. There are a few other places that it's been kind of spread around some blogs and kind of like things that are a little bit more industry related. Um, in Germany. Uh, yeah, there's actually a German blog that has a big write up about it, which was really funny. Um, you know, just kind of like seeing big exclamation points and people screaming in German about who Sarah is. It was really interesting. Um, <laughs> like, dear Sarah, you know, <laughs> it, was just, it was really funny. I'm sorry, you may, you may notice I have extremely pointed and um, specific questions about this, but I work for a company that sort of does kind of the same thing to sell software. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of know my way around the area and it's very, just very interesting to me just to hear your completely fresh take on the different aspects of it. Sure. And so I think to answer your question of like, did we find ourselves adjusting a little bit? I think we did it first. And I think that was because honestly, when we first launched this, like the story, everything was written, but, um, not everything had been executed or produced yet. And part of the biggest reason for that was we didn't really know if there was going to be any interest in what we were doing. Um, And we have no, you know, we didn't really have any money. We didn't have the budget. So we really had to space it out. Right. We had to be really careful. We're like, all right, well, we're going to release the original, we're going to release this initial web film and we have the primary websites ready to go. And we have some other stuff in our back pocket ready to go. Let's see what. Let's throw it on the wall and see what happens. And if nothing happens, all right, no big deal. We can um, maybe recut the film a little bit, shoot a little extra footage, and it can just sort of be a little standalone short film that has like some kind of spooky intrigue for it. And maybe it'll find a home, or maybe it'll just be kind of become part of our kind of become part of our portfolio. Um, but what actually happened was it, it sort of took off. I mean, you know, on a micro scale, it's not like there's hundreds of thousands of people following it, but it took off and it was significant enough that, like I said, by 11 a.m., there were a couple pages into this site and people were really trying to figure out what it was. Um, so the first couple of days, I think we were sort of running around a little bit like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a horrible that, position that is to a find familiar yourself. sentiment to me actually yeah. <laughs> so that, that was like you know by day by day three or four no we, sleep lots of coffee right Absolutely. by day three or four amen yeah by day three or four we had just sort of set down a couple of ground rules for ourselves we were like all right 
Um, no reading the blogs. Right. No reading the <laughs> no reading the blogs because we're going to get influenced. really yeah we're going to get influenced. We're going to get really stressed out if if people think it's too easy or if people think it doesn't make any sense. So just ignore it. Let's 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 just tell pay, our story. Yeah, tell the story. Yeah. Pay attention to what we're doing and not really worry about it because also there's a lot of I mean the other thing that's really that's really kind of that can be so difficult or just a big weird challenge about doing this kind of thing is that. It just becomes is the man the day to day management of it. You need an army. You really need an army. Absolutely, I totally understand that. Because like I think by the end of day one there was something like five hundred emails. Oh sure. Oh my god. Yeah, yes, to all the different websites where asking, people were just role playing. Yeah, um, they just dove in. Like we we just didn't expect that at all, and so it was sort of like oh my god, you know how, what do we do? So, you know, we can't, we, we just, we don't want to ignore everyone. We don't want to ignore people. We just can't, we can't sit here and and answer every single email. So we've tried to, the solution to that was, well, we'll sort of send out periodic updates kind of that are relevant that come from these addresses. Um, But other than that, just gameplay kind of has to be sort of restricted to just what's happening on the websites and people kind of figuring out the clues. Well, now you did. You have at least incorporated something from the emails. I mean, wasn't mm-hmm. one of the, the things uh, asking for artwork? Yeah, yes, yes, totally. Sigils. And that we was did. so awesome. That went so well. And um, that was um, that was actually based on the fact that we wanted to keep our audience aware of the fact that we did care. You know that we in the whole process where because we're only two people, obviously we can't answer all these emails. We did want to bring them into the storyline right. to some extent and make them feel as though they were they were a part of right, this exactly. experience. And that was always something that we really wanted to do with this. And another reason why certain things kind of had to stay on hold is because we did we wanted player interaction to influence the course of the story, but you know, not so much by what people were saying on message boards, but through the direct interaction and find some ways to let people have their input into the game and let it turn up and be part of the story in real time obviously because you can't have that type of interaction unless it is sort of real time right and what happened with that was um we put people who responded to the flame of college website um we sent them what was kind of was kind of like an application for the school because a lot of people that was the thing that was so neat we were getting all these emails from people saying like well how do I apply to the school I'm interested <laughs> I'm interested in taking classes so um, you know so we just rolled with it and they filled out an application but part of that application was to actually create a sigil based on um, a phrase like a phrase of will that we had given them and you know probably between 50 to 100 people did it and they uploaded it, it became part of a, there's a there's a flicker group for that and those sigils and and they're getting involved in the story because they're actually they're slowly becoming part of Philema College so those sigils have all wound up in the videos so it's becoming like they're interacting, like they're unleashing their own kind of you know metaphysical power into the nature of the story, and they're becoming part of the cinematic element as well. Wow. Now let me ask you this: when uh, you, the whole uh, the thing in Hollywood is like, if you're going to pitch a story, it's like, oh, it's it's uh, you know, it's the Godfather meets uh, the Godmother, this and that. How? Are there any other related things that you try to tell people about to describe it? Because, like, I've people have asked me about this. They're like, what is this thing that you're obsessed with? And I'm like, all right, it's kind of like Fringe and The X Files and Twin Peaks and Picnic and Hanging Rock and the graphic novel Moonshadow. And so, I mean, how do you have anything that you're trying to deliberately reference or, or at least use to describe this project to other people? Um. I don't think there's any. I don't think there was anything deliberate because I mean the idea, the way the idea came about was, it, it was just sort of something that left into my mind, and a lot of it actually, quite honestly, has sort of come from come from some dreams. Um, so I think I don't think there's any deliberate reference in it, but there is. I mean, you could probably just pour through and just. I mean, you named a lot. I mean, you named some clear influences already, which I'll say, yeah, a lot of that stuff is definitely in there. Um, yeah, I think one of the biggest reference, one of the biggest influences that I didn't even realize at the time and only realized it probably about a month ago was a lot of this is influenced, um, 
visually anyway, and in terms of kind of like trying to get some of the spookiness into it, a lot of this comes from, um, there was a movie, yeah, there was a movie Disney made called Watcher in the Woods that came out right around 1980. Oh my God. Yeah. Truly. When I saw, I saw that movie when I was about six years old and, and it stuck in my mind as the scariest movie I ever saw. And so, and I only, and it, and it hit me about a month ago where um, I got a copy of it. I hadn't seen it in a long time. I was like, oh, let's watch Watcher in the Woods. Adrian hadn't seen it. I was like, it's really spooky. It's great. And we put it on the first five minutes, just the opening credits, like the shots, there are these shots. Like if you watch the first like 15, 20 seconds of the first web film of our project and then watch like the first, you know, two minutes of Watcher in the Woods, I mean, you'll see. I mean, there's almost there's it's almost as if I stole some shots from it. It's really kind of strange. Um, I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in it at least just... fifteen years. <clears throat> wow. So here's the deal: plausible if deniability. For, <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for an alternate reality game that is more than a game, that is also a movie, that is also Something rather indescribably cool. Almost like a scavenger hunt. Exactly like a scavenger hunt in many ways. Log on to whathappentosarah.com. The creators of Ed and Adrian Ludwigson. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having, for having us, us. This is great. Ah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, and you'll have to come back and tell us what actually happened to Sarah. Yeah, when, like, you know, <laughs> we're, we'll be launching really the second half of it probably within the next week or two. Um, we're still in post production on like the last on the last two. Uh, there's a total of four web films that will be with this story um, that's coming out. The, fir- the third should be coming out within the next week or so. And, uh, you know, within the next month, I think the story will come to a conclusion. And um, I think what one of the things we'd like to do after that is kind of compile everything into some kind of narrative that like it'll probably be, you know, like a 30 to 40 minute video that you could just sit and watch. that will take you through the whole story and kind of become something of a case study. But um, yeah, but at that point, the whole thing will be concluded and uh, there'll probably be probably a, be a whole heck of a lot more to talk about after that. So are you awesome. guys going to be at Granite Con? Uh, I don't think I don't. I don't even know when that is. <laughs> it's on well, Sunday. It, it, well, not this, not tomorrow, but next Sunday. It's a week from tomorrow. And uh, do we mention that the guy who's putting it on, Chris Prue, is also affiliated with the New Hampshire Film Festival? Oh no! Oh, right. Well, we'll have to. We'll it's, have to it's going it's on. Just dying to meet you. Little bit of active synergy happening here, kids. Show up, say hi to Chris. Come by our booth. Wow! We'd love to, we'd love to say hi to y'all. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, where's uh, where is it? Is it like Manchester or something? Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. At the uh, at the Radisson Center. Find the oh. details at dmcomics.com. All right. Very All cool. right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us so much. Thank you. Thank guys. you for having us. We appreciate it. All righty. So, X, what have we got coming up in the next couple of weeks? It's Good that time, time. To shine, my friend. It's that time, kids. It's the coming up calendar. Next week, we have our Granite State Comic Con special featuring producer, director, all-around swell guy Michael Dougherty of Brown Coats Redemption. The week after that is our Fritz Leiber tribute special featuring... Wow, who's going to be on that? Our very special guest that night will be Harlan Ellison. Yeah. And not to be outdone, the week after, on June 5th, we have producer and director George O'Connor of 664, The Neighbor of the Beast. On June 12th, we have Jackie Musto of Silver Circle Films. And on June 19th, we have artist and fan favorite Frankie B. Washington coming back to talk about his new series, Zombies vs. Cheerleaders. So uh, I cannot wait. I like cannot it. wait for Zombies versus Cheerleaders. That sounds awesome. Maybe oh a spinoff God. like Vampires versus Zombie Cheerleaders? Not only that, have you seen <laughs> on his website, he's been doing a series of sketch cards called Pirate Booty, which is just <laughs> pirate chicks. Oh, I can't wait to talk to him. Oh, uh, so Frankie, might, Frankie, Frankie, we love you. We might have mentioned it once or twice on this show that you can meet the Sci-Fi Saturday Night crew in person on May 23rd at the Grand State Comic Con. Check out the guest list at dmcomics.com. 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Granite State Comic Con, the Boston Comic Con, and of Comic Art House, which is your one and only source for original comic artwork. Visit Bob and Kim at ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, thank you much, X. I'd like to thank tonight's guest, Jan Schroeder from the I Dream for Genie Auctions. Chris Prue from Granite Con and Double Midnight Comics, and Ed and Adrian Ludvigson from WhatHappenedToSarah.com. From the all-night frozen yogurt parlor at the Underground Commissary in Area 51, <laughs> this has been Sci-Fi Saturday Night from May 15, 2010. Next week, Mike Doherty and his mini brown coats is can fit inside an apartment, evidently. <laughs> yep, that's or the plan. Or Brown Coats Redemption, the Firefly-based film. Before we go to GraniteCon on Sunday, I am the Dome. Uh, Thank you. Be a hard luck woman, baby, till you find your man. Thank you, Kriana from the Austin Brighton Hellmouth. See you later. From the Four Color Vault of Comics. It's been Illustrator X, hasn't it? It has indeed, all night long. And from her kryptonite. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Drew! Thanks for joining us tonight. (laughs) This is Dome saying, Jeannie. Share pain is lessened, share journey increased. Thus do we all receive entropy. Good night, everyone. The following talk cast was recorded live for your audio pleasure.